expressing how he's surprised nobody's commenting yet. Comment, hop on, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. Welcome to the What's Right broadcast. It's Monday morning, afternoon, sometime. It's Monday noon. Monday noon. And I asked Buddy if he would open up the broadcast with me about, I don't know, two minutes as, like, as it was going live. So Buddy's here. Here I am. Here he is. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says hello. You can tell by her purple heart. George says, hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle, we miss you. Um, Serena says, happy Monday. Becca says, hello. Chris says, hey, Chelsea's waving. Y'all, it's so good to have you on with us. It's going to be a great episode of Lunch Plus today. And we're talking about what in the world is going on. You're not going to want to miss it. Pastor is going to be on with us soon. He's back. He's back in town. He's back from his trip to Texarkana. So he's going to be joining us in a little bit. But we are just excited to be here. Thanks for opening them with me. Of course. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Julie says, hello. Y'all, I'm excited to have you. As you're hopping on, share the broadcast because we, what we're talking about today, Holy Spirit has put it on pastor's heart. It's going to be important. It's going to be a big deal. Somebody you know needs to hear what we're talking about. Guys, did you like our new graphic today? After two months, it's a graphic change. It probably like caught your attention. Made by Buddy Crabtree. I had like five minutes to make it, so He's a if pro. you have any like um, critique on it, <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> very last second. It, it looks great. Right. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. While we have y'all hop on, we are going to be asking some questions today. Wait, I time wanna, out. Yo. Are you using Fire? Do you use Firefox? Pastor had me use Firefox to see if it changed how the comment appeared. I use oh. Chrome. Okay, I was going to judge you really harsh. No, Firefox asks, asks me every time I click it open if I want to make it my default my, browser. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. Nope. Okay. Bye. Okay, good. <laughs> 
John Napier says, Pastor Brian has changed his looks now. Mm. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says, you did a great job, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. I don't know what just happened with my voice, but thank, thank you. you. <laughs> That's my favorite part of service yesterday. Children. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Buddy's chair is lower than the last time I saw him. That's because I like to feel taller. <laughs> makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> okay, our first question of the day. We want to talk with you as we're about to dive into our topic, so I want to hear your thoughts and opinions. There's no wrong opinion. There's just a different opinion. <laughs> Tell three things that you remember about kindergarten. That's a lot of things. Like, what, what sticks out to you about kindergarten? The only thing that sticks out to me I remember was show and tell when, like after Christmas, I got a baby Pluto. I don't know if you remember those. If, like Disney Pluto? Yeah, yeah. Or like a planet Pluto? No, no, like Disney Pluto. <laughs> I, like, does anyone remember baby Pluto? It was like, yeah. I thought it was the, you remember yeah. it? Like you, it like had like the, the, the leash and you had like the, the holder and you could like make him walk and oh, bark yeah. and he had the bone and you could pull on it and he mm -hmm. goes, <laughs> like something like, a sound something like that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, uh, the, so I did, I brought it the show and tell, that's literally the only thing in, oh, number two. Now it's coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> the, the trauma's coming back. There was a kid in my grade, uh, cause it was in. You in, said trauma and it triggered one for me. I'm ready. Get, okay. Go ahead. I'm ready. There was a kid in my, in my class. Um, I, I got glasses in kindergarten. There was a kid in my class who called me four eyes. And that, that made me never want to wear glasses again. It was traumatizing. So that was, I can only remember two right now. Okay. So John has a couple comments. John Napier says, Corona has taken its toll on you all. George looks like Paul. Paul <laughs> looks like George. And now Brian and Buddy. <laughs> and then John says that he remembers naps, chocolate, milk in bags. Ew. And his teacher's name. Milk in bags. Oh, my, teacher, my, my kindergarten teacher's name was Miss Sheehy. That's such a great name. <laughs> Miss, Miss Sheehy. My, that, that name. my kindergarten teacher's name was Mrs. Rolifson. That's Imagine having to spell that as a five-year-old. Like, that yeah, Mrs. R. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says she remembers nap time under the chalkboard. Under the, that's a very specific like, nap time placement. The playground and the horrid haunted house they thought was a good idea to put on for us. It was not a good idea. I ran out crying. <laughs> okay, so in kindergarten, I remember, I remember we had a Christmas pageant production thing, like where we had to sing like Rudolph, but we all felt super famous. And I remember getting into a legitimate fight with another girl in my kindergarten class because she told me her dress was prettier than mine. And I'm like, no, it's not prettier than yours. And it was like right before we had to go sing like Silent Night or whatever, like five-year-old song we were singing straight up fighting with her because I thought my dress was better than hers wow. and I was offended. So that was story number one. Story number two was in the frigid north of Maine, lots of snow. Mm -hmm. There was a boy who threw a snowball as hard as he could in my eye. Ooh. And like I was like blinded that day. Like I couldn't wow. see out of it for the rest of the day. And I remember having to spend recess inside with holding something over my eye and crying because... Holding a snowball on your eye? Probably. <laughs> because he didn't get in trouble. He still got what? to play outside. I oh. had to come in, but it's fine. Um, Paul says, this is not shocking. 
Uh, I never took advantage of nap time. I was a kid that wouldn't nap. Oh, that kid. That I worked at a daycare. <laughs> that kid was never fun. You worked at a daycare? Yeah, for like two months. It didn't last long. Yeah, the kid that wouldn't nap then was God never the fun one. Yeah, yeah. never. Lisa, we love you. You have a good day. Thank you for hopping on and sharing the broadcast. We love you so much. Okay, and then thing number three. I remember the very first day of kindergarten, my best friend was so scared to come. She literally grabbed a hold of the door of the room, and her mom and the teacher were pulling her by her legs to get in, but she had a grip on the door so strong that she, she couldn't come in. That sounds traumatic. Yep. So... <laughs> Deb says, all you have to do is rest your eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pastor just said that when I shared my traumatizing story of having the snowball thrown at my eye, that all he could think of was blinded by the white. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Chris says he remembers pretending to sleep at nap time with one eye open because there was one kid that would crawl around, what? what? And cut people's hair with scissors that he palmed during craft time. He didn't make it to first grade. Chris, where did you go to school? <laughs> like, <laughs> what kids did you have around no, you? That, that was probably Paul. <laughs> Paul was probably that kid since he wouldn't nap. He would crawl around cutting people's hairs. That was Paul. <laughs> Chris, I am like so intimidated by your kindergarten class. <laughs> Deb says that is trauma. <laughs> George says he remembers crayon erasers, shuttle runs, and learning how to share. Aww. Learning how to share. How sweet. <laughs> I love you, George. <laughs> okay, number two. I'm really excited to hear what Pastor remembers about kindergarten. Okay, if you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? George says that Chris went to kindergarten on Alcatraz. <laughs> okay, three foods forever. And, I mean, they could be meals, I guess. Like, I guess you could say that. And by meals, I don't mean, like, meals with sides. Like, you could say spaghetti. I feel like spaghetti is a solid answer to that. Steak and potatoes is one. Okay. Ice cream. That's a good call. And cake. <laughs> I just realized that's a horrible diet. And to just live like on. that, Buddy's birthday dinner is planned out. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a horrible diet to live on. Now, does this go back into the question? Uh, it was uh, three three foods that you can eat for the rest of your life, or something. Like if that. you can only eat three, only what eat are three. those three? Does Does this also go into the question we had like the other day that like, or the question that was posted like if you like you remove calories from all those things too? Sure. We'll, we'll just throw that sure. in there so that, Buddy so that I don't... Buddy weighs like 800 pounds. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the cake was great. <laughs> George says, what's my drink? I don't care. Whatever you want your drink to be. Um, Pat, Deb wants to know, what about brown bread, Buddy? Am I, am I supposed to know what that means? I don't, I don't know what that means. Huh? Wheat bread. Is that what brown bread is? Wheat bread? <laughs> I, I have no idea what brown bread is. If you're talking about wheat bread... <laughs> Serena says potatoes, milkshakes, and Chick-fil-A as a whole. Like that is her meal. It's just Chick-fil-A. Chick <laughs> Pastor Nicole says tacos, fish, and dark chocolate. Paul says steak, bacon, cookies. You have a very similar diet with What's up, Paul. Kevin? Welcome. Kevin. 
Marky says there's brown bread that comes in a can. Ew. Um, that will not be one of my choices. <laughs> one of my only three choices. I will not choose that. It's like somebody awful. choosing spam. Like spam <laughs> sounds good forever. Uh, he says that he's at the supermarket with he with no headphones. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, everybody that Kevin's shopping with, I hope that you're enjoying it. <laughs> Deb says, yes, wheat bread. Sorry, that ah. was a North Dakota-ism. A North Dakota-ism. Chris says, ah. steak, tacos, bacon. So many ideas to call out on Kevin's speakerphone right now in the <laughs> middle of. Hey, can I get some help over here on the aisle? I'm looking for... <laughs> Depends. <laughs> depends. Uh, I was going to leave it blank, Kevin, nope. but uh, I'm here for you. immediately he needs us. George, why are you going to pick MREs? You can have anything you want, and that's what you're picking? MREs time three. There's a lot of, well, MREs, there's a lot of different types of food in there. You have all the food groups. But you have to eat it forever. And we already eliminated the calories. There's 16, yeah. there's like 16 different MREs at any time. So you have choices forever. And so instead of having one food, you now have 16 in one. So it's a quantity versus quality decision right now is what I'm hearing. Like I promise you after about <laughs> one month of eating three foods, quality is going to go out the window <laughs> in how you look at it. But, but can you only choose three types of MREs? Because then I can just be like, one of my three things is meals. <laughs> That's kind of what that is. I like the thought. <laughs> one of my three is like meals. Did you get a haircut? I did. I wanted to look more like you. Yeah. <laughs> when I had short hair. <laughs> yeah. No, I cut more off I the still top. got my corona hair going on, and it's like it needs to finish growing on top so I can stop. Kevin Stop says, Bryce Chopper says hello. <laughs> Becca says, Japanese food, brownies, and pizza. Abby says, salad. Salad? See, Tacos George and sushi. George knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Scarlett says, steak, cookies, and carrots. <laughs> carrots. You're so cute. Okay, I think... Oh. I saw you do the pastor lean the other day, by the way. Oh, It was very well played. Thank yeah. you. And as soon as, what I liked was, as soon, see, I didn't even recognize that I did it until you said it something the other day. <laughs> But what I liked was as soon as he did it, both you and Paul went, that's Pastor. <laughs> so they recognized it. I had no I didn't Actually, even know I did that. Oh, yeah. you know? The funny thing is, as soon as they, I didn't realize I was doing that until they said that. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. Now, now it's in my spirit. <laughs> Some kind of impartation, impartation of the lean. Christopher, are you, what is mangosteen? I've never heard of mangosteen. Steak, mangosteen, and potatoes. I'm probably not even saying it right. Okay, I think Forever Foods. Mm. No, because ca calories don't count. Macaroni and cheese. I want macaroni and cheese. I want sushi. And I think cheesecake. That's on there. Yep. Ser Serena's eyes lit up when you said cheesecake. <laughs> I mentioned cheesecake, cheesecake last night to her, and she's like, that's my favorite. I'm like, I knew we were meant to be friends. Uh, Kevin, Pastor Brown, do you remember MRE Chicken a la King? Um, I think so. I, I remember, I remember chicken mixed with noodles and peas, I believe. I, I didn't remember the name of it, but yeah, <laughs> he's got a gross face. Listen, that's why they throw the Tabasco sauce in there. You, everything tastes better with Tabasco sauce. Amen. Christopher Chu, I know you. Uh, I went to college with him. <laughs> 
Oh, okay, he's a good that's guy. cool. Uh, Chris says, my favorite fruit from Southeast Asia. Interesting. Is, it, is there it. a specific name for it, or is that like... That's it. Mangosteen. I've heard of it. I'm, oh. not, I'm not super familiar Is that with the it. smelly one? No, that's okay. durian. Oh, okay. That's durian. Number 10 was tuna and noodles, is what Kevin says. I'm assuming that's an MRE, like the 10th. That was MRE. it. Yeah, mm. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he remembers the numbers of MRE, number 10. Okay. I remember that. We have one more. Quick, quick. And then we're done. For the day. As a child, what did you want to become when you grew up? Mm. So if this is my first aspiration, not like I, as a kid, I thought being a lawyer would be really cool. But my very first thing I ever wanted to be when my mom asked me was an elevator. Because <laughs> I wanted to lift people up and oh. take them to where they were supposed to go. Wow. I know. I was, I was a cute three-year-old. <laughs> then I thought lawyer was cooler. Deb, twin. Deb says lawyer. Kevin says fireman. He did it for 25 years. That's cool. Pastor Nicole, that so does not surprise me. A is, Hallmark card maker. Is John Napier still on here? I don't know. John Napier, are you still on? <laughs> George said he wanted to be older. <laughs> <laughs> Marky says a teacher. You'd be a good teacher. I was just talking to Pastor Nicole the other day about how you're a good teacher. Paul says he wanted to be a cop. Mm. I can see that. Really? It's the mustache. That's true. <laughs> it's the mustache. Serena! She wanted to be the president. <laughs> high goals, high aspirations. I love Serena. What do you I, want to she, be? I like every, everybody else is there like, you know, teacher, lawyer, cop. Serena's like president. Well, Serena, <laughs> Serena take, take was that a, what's right world. Okay, Leslie, nope. <laughs> Seriously, Serena was an interesting teenager. Like, I'm glad I met her when I did. Um, that uh, that was rude. I apologize. But no, like she went to like debate clubs and or camps and like she she was a part of uh, uh, who are the people that go door to door and help like um, like hey you should vote for this guy he cares about these like issues. the campaign people. Camp yeah, she 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 helped with like several campaigns. Did you do that too? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I guess you guys are. Are, Meant to be friends. Yeah, <laughs> I like when I when I was a kid, super spiritual. I was a, I don't know if you know this, but my you were fifth, trapped in suitcases. No, I was a teenager by then. Oh, okay. We're, we're talking about when we were kids. Those oh, okay. teenagers are kids. <laughs> That's crazy talk. Yeah. <laughs> in, in fifth That's a great grade. smile you have right there. That's one Thank of my you. favorites of buddies when he that he gets. Mm -hmm. You yeah. should have seen it before when he realized he was talking as Marky unmuted him. That was a good one, too. Yeah. I'm like, no one's commenting. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no. But, um, Paul said to Marie, carry on. Um, but, no, in, in um, canvassing, yeah, that's what you did. And um, that's my, my phone. I see it. I like the case is so thick. Oh, that's because I have my credit cards inside. Whoa. Right? And my, Crazy. Uh, my uh, driver's Crap. license. Anyway, so, you know, if you steal my phone, you steal everything. Um, <laughs> no one's going to steal but, uh, his phone, though. Uh, <laughs> no diversifying Amen. here. Um, but anyway, in fifth grade for, for Halloween, I was uh, a preacher. Aww. Uh, like, my mom, you know those big styrofoam books? Mm -hmm. Like, my mom, like, painted one as a Bible and, like, put, like, Bible verses inside. I had a big uh, felt mustache, uh, and I was wearing, like, a three-piece suit. <laughs> and people made fun of me, but 
I wanted to be a pastor, you know, when I was a kid. And then when I became a teenager, I wanted to be a pilot because I, I put that aside, and then God called me into ministry. That's cool. But, yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pastor. That's awesome. Paul said, or he wanted to be a Marine, a cop or a Marine. Mm, two very manly things. <laughs> He's a manly man. That's true. Becca, you're That's sweet. Beard. That's I the beard. <laughs> he probably had a beard when he was a kid. Becca said that she wanted to be a superhero who could fly. She used to jump mm. off the couch and believe for a few seconds that she was actually flying. That's wow. cute. Abby wanted to be a doctor, teacher, hairdresser. That's All it. three at the same time. All three. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Luke said that it's a crazy question. I can't scroll I back know. and see. He said, uh, my son says, this is a crazy question. That is... Uh, that he isn't answering because he doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows <laughs> up. <laughs> I love him. Oh, my goodness. What are your three foods? My three foods? Yes, sir. Pizza. Yes. Uh, I don't know. The rest. <laughs> Chris said he I was so Jedi. close to having that come out my nose. Chris. That caught me off a Jedi. Time. I like it. That's maybe the best answer. Paul says Grandpa was a retired Marine. So um, I don't know what my three food. Definitely pizza. When I fast, I always long for pizza. Mm. Like it's my go-to. Donuts were there some when you started fasting, weren't they? I remember that one was just because they came up. It wasn't oh. necessarily because mm. it's always my go-to. It was just I saw like Krispy Kreme Day or something Johnny in the middle of the fast. It doesn't matter what it is. When you <laughs> see it in the middle of the fast, you want it. You know, your flesh wants it. True. Donuts was what that was that day. So, I understand. Um, I do like donuts. Krispy Kreme especially. So. Blueberry muffins would be a good option. <laughs> when you aren't fasting, you still crave pizza, <laughs> is what your daughter says. It's true. It's a valid point. <laughs> well played. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember about kindergarten? I kissed a girl. Oh. That's I... what I remember. I don't I know like how to respond it. to that. I liked it. <laughs> I couldn't say it, but that's immediately where I went. I'm like, that's inappropriate. <laughs> but that's immediately where I went. I did. <laughs> I can tell you her name. I still remember it. She was cute. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't either. That's been my favorite moment. I'll respond to that. Take that. Where on the playground Inter were you? Take that, Internet. We were up by the building. Everybody else playing on playground. My buddy was shielding us so we could have privacy. But the funny thing, he was shielding us. So if we were like sitting right here, we were leaning up against the wall. He was shielding us. He was shielding us like this. <laughs> Looking at us. Can you imagine being the teacher just watching? Like, what's happening? And later, I'm going like, what was wrong with him? <laughs> Pervert. <laughs> what is the matter with you? <laughs> Your mom says, Abigail, not to mom. complain because you're alive because of pizza. That's true. <laughs> and tacos. And tacos. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how to move on from here, so that's all you. <laughs> People, the, the live stream's catching up. I see the laughing faces going up now. Oh, man. <laughs> Pastor Nicole says, hmm, I can tell you something about this little girl kissing my kindergarten hubby. <laughs> <laughs> George, I can see her face. George, on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. <laughs> <laughs> that 
Pastor William Ford, I was thinking about you this morning. Good to see you. Love you so much. <laughs> Caleb Vinoy, Miss Randy, hello. See, I never did that at school ever, but I remember we had those tires that were half buried into the ground. Did you guys ever have those, mm -hmm. like the massive monster truck ones? That's where people would go to kiss, is they would go inside oh, those tires dude. where they could hide, and one person would be on one side, and the other person would be on the other side. Mm -hmm. It was like the hookup zone for first graders. They need Jesus. David <laughs> Hughes, good to see you. First I'll see grade. you later on this week on Sunday. Glory to God. And uh, hey guys, go ahead and share the broadcast. We're going to be talking about what in the world is going on. Uh, what in the world? Uh, it's been quite an interesting, interesting few months now. And uh, what's happening? What's going on? I'm, I mean, I'm watching through, I'm watching, the, we're going to jump into that in just a second, but I'm looking through Facebook and Instagram and just going like, what in the heck? Yeah. What in the world? And there's answers to that, and there's answers on what to do, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So please share the broadcast, and um, definitely pay attention, grab your Bible. So what was the third question before we move into that? Uh, food, your three foods, kindergarten, and... What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, what do you want to be? When you're a kid. Uh, um, when I was a kid, I guess I wanted to be... Uh, pretty much all of the normal stuff, but I can remember specifically wanting to be a pastor. So that was, I remember specifically. Now, it didn't always stay that way, but I would say that was the leading of the Lord when I was little. Um, and I wanted to be a Marine because my dad was a Marine, and my dad was also a pastor, so I wanted to be that too. So I achieved both of those things now. So life goals, amen. I just enjoy that you both were like, I want to be pastors. I wanted to be an elevator. That's where I'm at. <laughs> elevator. <laughs> Overachiever here is where we're at. <laughs> Chad Harrelson, what's up, man? Good to see you. Rachel! Rachel Napier, love you. I've been thinking about you and John. We love you guys so much. Yeah. been praying for you over this uh, over the last week or so, so a lot more. And... Uh, just tell, uh, he was on here earlier, I don't know if he had to jump off there, but if he did jump off, please tell him I said hello and I love him. Um, yeah, I wanted, uh, when I was little, that was probably, that's what came to mind was being a pastor, because it was just on my heart, the Lord, the Lord put it there, so, and uh, it's funny because I found that most pastors, I think the ones that make good pastors, they either wanted to be pastors all their life, and God was calling them to that, or they never would have been a pastor. <laughs> they generally make the best pastor. Somebody who is called from the beginning or somebody who's called but comes out of the world and doesn't know, uh, yeah. you know, has no idea because they're the most raw, and a lot of times they will not mess around. So it's a good thing. Yeah. George is using hashtags for you. I, I know. <laughs> he said, hashtag goals completed, hashtag what's next. <laughs> hey, listen, I uh, felt like I had leading from the Lord on this. So, uh, Anthony Cantoneri, you tell me what's going on. I'm planning on it. <laughs> <laughs> planning on it. Welcome to the broadcast. And uh, one of the things that uh, we're going to do starting next week, we will continue this week, uh, but starting next week, 
uh, we will move the YouTube channel will be only on what's right, not on the Boomerang channel so that we can separate those feeds. So uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the What's Right channel and uh, that'll be good. So yeah. amen. It's Rachel, not what's you're right. It's Brian Wright. So on yes. YouTube, go look yeah, up sorry. Brian Wright. Thank you. Well played. Uh, my wife said praying for your recovery, Chad. I don't know what happened. She hadn't told me, and I haven't seen it, so I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, recover fast in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, Kevin said prophecy, Pastor Brian. Yep, he, the Lord, I would say, you know, when I was nine years old, I felt like I was supposed to minister, and I would say about 11, I felt like I was supposed to pastor. And looking back at that now and knowing what I know now, I, then I thought it was just me thinking that, but the way that it was, looking back at it now, I know God wrote that on my heart. Yeah. So, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> New subscriber. It popped up. Caleb Vinoy subscribed to the channel. Way to be on it. Ah. My wife says Chad had surgery. Well, yep, we pray right now. The word says this, Mark chapter 16, uh, Chad. Uh, I know your family, but the word says this. Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so, Father, we right, right now, we just believe with him that recovery will be in his body. It'll be supernatural. In the name of Jesus, let that recovery go now. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, Anyway, um, so we're looking at, y'all can just sit here for a minute. I'm not, um, will you check that door, somebody? And uh, anyway, yeah, the, uh, one of the things that I was looking at, you know, we just came out of two months of lockdown. Yeah. Uh, a time that's just absolutely crazy. It was crazy before last week. And I mean, just an absolute crazy time, absolute crazy time before last week. And then all of a sudden, uh, you have a man who's killed wrongly, obviously, yeah. by the video. If uh, everything in the video that I saw happened the way it did, it was, it was, there was some wrongdoing. Yeah. Uh, without question. I, I posted it so, so wrong, the way it was handled. And um, it was obviously... And then you have the riots break out. It looks like, for the most part, you have protest, of course, uh, in that sense, people that are not happy with it. But then it turns to just total anarchy yeah. and all over. And not only that, but it does appear that in the midst of a, a rightful protest, yeah. you have somebody else, other people pulling strings to just drive it into anarchy. Uh, you have about Corona, it's coming out that it was nowhere near as bad as what yeah. it looked. And now, and you have people on lockdown for months and their businesses, they're not going to be able to recover. Then you stack on top of that, uh, you stack on top of it, just the protest and rioting and looting. And, you know, I'm seeing you know, pallets of bricks sitting in cities next to buildings that there's no construction, like ready for people. Who put those there? Yeah. You know, who, who's paying for that to be there? It's literally crazy. Now, it's interesting because we've been talking about here uh, at Boomerang Church, we've been doing a series called It's Time for yeah. an Awakening. And uh, I think that really plays into something. I want to I go here. Uh, let's go to, I want to show you a couple of things. Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 16, 
and verse 15, Matthew 16, verse 15, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, what we talked about even yesterday in our message is Christ was not Jesus's last name. Christ was a description of who yeah. he was, his office, uh, his relationship to the Father. What Christ, when it said Christ, you have to see it not just as Jesus' last name. It is a descriptive term showing specifically that he is the anointed, sent son of God. And yeah. that means that what, what's important about that is not just that he's sent of God, not just that, like, I'm, I'm sent of God, but I'm not Christ. There's right. a difference, you know, now I'm, I'm a part of the body of Christ, right. so I get that, but I'm not him directly in, in that way. And my name's not Jesus, as Brian, but I'm a part of the body of Christ, but I'm not him. So I'm sent, you know, I'm now, because I've received Christ, I'm a child of God, I'm right. a son of God. So what was special about that? Because he was the one that was prophesied about, and he carried the anointing. Now, see, even today as a pastor, I carry an anointing, but I couldn't carry an anointing until Jesus brought it from heaven to right. earth, until he brought it into the earth. So Christ is not just Jesus' last name. It is the anointed right. Son of God and the anointing that he brings. What made it special was that there were promises that he would bring the solutions, the power of God. And so when Peter said this, you are the Christ, he's saying, you're the promised one that's bringing the solutions and the power of God. Right. You're the promised one who's bringing these things into the earth. And Peter's saying, I receive you as that. And then Jesus said uh, to Peter, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And all, I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Now, some people, because uh, Peter means rock, uh, they think that the rock is Peter himself. But if you follow the context of the whole passage, you see that the rock and the foundation that he's talking about is what Peter said, you're right. the Christ. On the, the rock, on the foundation that you're the Christ, mm -hmm. he says this, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overpower it. The gates yeah. of hell will not prevail against my church. And watch this that utilizes this rock, right. this foundation. In other words, this will be the foundation stone, the power of God, the anointing of God. This will be the foundation stone, and the gates of hell will not overpower that foundation when the church is set on that foundation. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, and he says he will build his church on this rock, on this truth, on this revelation, on this foundation, that he's the power of God. Yeah. And so when um, 
One of the things we need in the church is we need the power of God in operation. If we don't have the power of God in operation, we will see the church decline. And in our, in our country, that's exactly what we've seen. We've had more, more than ever, people have been talking about a cessation, which means the ceasing of the Holy Spirit's power in our lives and the ceasing of the spiritual gifts. And what have you watched the church do in the middle of that decline? Go down. Why? Because the church is built on the rock, on the foundation yeah. that Christ is the power. Right. That he is the power. And he says, you know, our, my kingdom is not in word, but in power. Mm -hmm. But I want you to see this. The gates of hell will not overpower the church set on the revelation right. that Jesus is the power. The gates of hell will not uh, overcome it. But I want you to see here, too, the church that's described here is the Greek word ekklesia. Right. Which is the called out from their home and assembled citizens right set and they're set in place to set rule over an area so now i want you to watch something this is what the lord was we we were we've been talking about the man who would be king and we'll jump back into that maybe tomorrow we'll see uh quickly because we're not done with it but today he wanted me to talk about what in the world's going on what is happening right here here's one of the things that's happening the church is designed to hold back the gates of hell. They, the church is the salt. It is the preserving factor in this world. The church is the light. The church is the pillar of truth. The church will hold back the gates of hell. Right. But by definition, the church are the ones called out from their homes to assemble. Right. In two months, the church basically doesn't assemble all over the world. And now look at what's going on. Yeah. The gates of hell have been opened. <laughs> Why? Because the church wasn't the church for two months. Right. It did not assemble the way it should. Now ours did. I, we assembled the whole time. Uh, under we, we found a way. We found wisdom to assemble. And I, I understand some pastors were, were in a, a more uh, need of our wisdom, he gave us the wisdom on what to do. Some, some were, would have been breaking the law directly to even have drive-in yeah. church. I get that. We could have drive-in church, so that was the wisdom God gave us. They were in a tough situation where they needed to lean on the ease of the yoke of Jesus Christ and get his supernatural wisdom. But this is why it's important to have assembly. And I want, you to, I want you to see this. What we've been talking about in Boomerang is it's time yeah. for an awakening. Now, this is not a message of condemnation. It's a message of waking up. Yep. It's a message of waking up. We must understand the church's role in this time. And when the church is not being the church, the gates of hell, the floodgates of hell are open. Yeah. And we need to understand that. Now, I want you to turn back a couple of chapters to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 24. So we've been talking about the church has been asleep. How do we know that the church has been asleep? The church has been asleep because fruit has not been produced. Intimacy with God has not been there. One of the revelations that came out during this time is that while people, I love this, while people started to realize that I, my life 
morally, spiritually has gone down during this lockdown, they realized that the only food they were getting to their spirit man was on Sunday morning, which is never meant to be the case. Right. We're supposed to be fellowshipping and communing with God every hour of every day. But when the church only eats spiritual food on Sunday morning and their spiritual makeup declines, it shows the fruit of a lack of intimacy, right. a lack of fellowship with God, which Jesus says in Acts, you know, in me, you live and move and have your being. So without fellowship and intimacy with God, our whole spiritual makeup's going to decline. We won't be the salt. We yeah. won't be the preserving factor. We won't be the light in right. the land. We've got to be in fellowship with God. We've got to move towards him. So one of the things that we've also seen is this, is the fruit of the Bible basically share, shows us several areas of fruit that is absolutely required of every Christian. Put that in the comments. Fruit is required of every believer. Yeah. Fruit is required of every believer. Fruit is required of every believer. Yeah. And so what, is, what are those four main groups of fruit? Fruit number one, souls and disciples. Yeah. Now, a lot of times I'll split those up because um, some people will just win souls, but they won't make disciples. And some people will just make disciples, but they won't win souls. And so if you fall into that trap in either ditch, you're going to be off and not producing the full fruit of the word. But the full fruit of the word is making disciples, winning yeah. souls. Do the work of an evangelist. Pastor Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist. Yeah. Do the work of an evangelist. And so first fruit by the Bible, and he says, look, if you're not bearing fruit, I will prune you, and the branches that don't bear fruit will be thrown into the fire. Yeah. Over in Revelation, it has the fruit, uh, the fruit of God there. And he says, look, I will remove you. Yeah. He's talking to the church. Yep. I'll remove you, because all the work you're doing doesn't amount to a hill of beans if you're not in intimacy. So the fruit is, number one, winning souls, making disciples. If I had to put a priority on it, number one would be intimacy with the Father. Number two, winning souls and making disciples. Number one, intimacy, intimate fellowship with the Father. Somebody put that in the comments. Fruit number one, intimate fellowship with Jesus and the Father. Yeah. Or just intimate fellowship with God that will work. Number two, winning souls and making disciples. Number three, supernatural revelation. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about revelation that like somebody does a tweetable moment right. in a service and it's right. a mic drop moment and oh, did you feel that? I'm not talking about that kind of revelation. Right. I'm talking about the kind of revelation when one person, one human being gets yeah. revelation, supernatural revelation from God that brings freedom and they can speak a word to somebody else, all yeah. of a sudden that person goes free. Right. I'm talking about revelation that carries with it uh, just a uh, yoke-destroying revelation, yeah. not just spiritual goosebumps. Yeah. Revelation. Number four. Number four. Manifested power of God. Yeah. 
Manifested power of God. So number one, intimate fellowship with God. Number two, winning souls and making disciples. Number three, supernatural revelation. Number four, manifested power. Not talking about in the sweet by and by. I'm talking about right now today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday. I, let me give you an example of this. Yesterday, I'm preaching. While I'm preaching, One person gets filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time, speaking in tongues, right while I'm preaching. That's manifested power of God. Beside them, uh, not not far from them, another, you know, not right next to them, but not far from them, somebody's having pain in their neck. While I'm preaching, their neck physically pop. It pops. All of a sudden, they got freedom. Manifested power of God. That was not the only people that got healed yesterday. I'm talking about the manifested power of God. Number five, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. Let's read that. You got it all memorized? Love, joy, peace. Peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Amen. I'm so glad you got it. Amen. (laughs) Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, Self-control, verse 23, against such things there is no law. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We need the fruit of the Spirit in our life. So these five areas, these are five major areas of fruit that the Bible definitely gives us. There's other, yeah. there's other things, those will give us a good description of that. But listen, this is fruit that's not supposed to be in every pastor's life. It's right. fruit that's supposed yeah. to be in every believer's right. life. Fruit that's supposed to be in every believer's life. Fruit, put that in. Fruit that's supposed to be in every believer's life. Every believer's life. Drop it in the comments. Fruit that is supposed to be in every believer's life. See, we've got to get that inside of us. Here's the thing. I should be able, uh, you should be able to be led to the Lord and if you never had one more person ever talk to you in the, for the rest of your life, you should walk away knowing by the Holy Ghost that he's written it on your heart. I should have fruit every day of my yeah. life, and this is the fruit. I'm not talking about what... Yep. See, you may have a preacher that will even tell you, well, you need to have uh, fruit, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. I don't care what a preacher says right. about this. And... Uh, you can, you can see I'm serious today. <laughs> I don't care what a preacher says if what that preacher says doesn't line up with the word. Right. And the word says the fruit that I just listed out. Intimate fellowship with God. That's the whole point of eternal life is intimate fellowship with God. Winning souls and making disciples. This is the only fruit that you, this is the only thing you can take to heaven with you is other, other people that you've won to the Lord. That's the only thing. Everything else stays here. So the, this fruit, winning souls, making disciples, supernatural revelation, manifested power, and the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Every believer is called to carry this fruit in their life. And for us to sit there and not take responsibility for that fruit, we're not being the church and we've not made Jesus our Lord. We've let the world be our Lord because we're taking our cues from the world and not from Jesus who wrote about that fruit. We've got to take responsibility for that fruit because if we don't, chaos 
ensues in this world. Why? Because we're the salt and the light. Right. The world is looking for the power of God. The world is looking for something real. The world is looking for something real. They're looking for the supernatural because they're made in the image and likeness of God. Right. They're looking, they got a God-sized hole inside of them yearning for the power of a supernatural father to fill it. Yearning for this. And the church has the answer. But because we haven't, on, as a whole, taken the responsibility of it, they're missing out on it. And when we do that, the moral decay of culture goes straight down. Churches aren't built because they're not moving in the supernatural things of God. And, and Christ doesn't have the ability to build his church through us. He'll find a way to build his church. The question is, will it be through us? We must right. take that responsibility. So if we're not carrying fruit, then we have to recognize that we're asleep. Watch this. All right, Matthew 13, 24. So the first scripture was Matthew 16, verse 15 through 18. Matthew 15, or uh, Matthew 16, verse 15 through 18. This is Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 20, 24. Jesus presented another parable saying, The kingdom of heaven... Or the king's domain of heaven. Some people think that this is just uh, in heaven and when we get to heaven. But he said, pray that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom is, is defined like this. The domain of the king. And heaven represents his rulership and his authority. Heaven represents the rulership and the authority of God. Put that in the comments, please. Heaven represents the rulership and the authority of God. Yeah. Heaven represents the dominion of the king. And so he says the kingdom or the king's domain of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed, his, sowed good seed in his field. So what I want you to see is he's not talking about heaven. He's talking about here on the earth. And you're going to see that in just a second. He's talking about here on the earth... The domain of God, the dominion of the king is represented like this on the earth. But while men were sleeping, his enemy came. So here's the question. There's no more enemies in heaven. So he's not talking about heaven. He's talking about the rulership of heaven on the earth where the enemies of heaven are, where the enemies of God are. He's talking about that. And here's what he says. Hear this. Verse 25. He says, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men were sleeping. Mm -hmm. But while men were sleeping. Yeah. But while men were sleeping. Please put it in the comments. See, this is the, this is the wake up call that we need. It's the yeah. alarm clock. But while men were sleeping. But while men were sleeping. But while we have been sleeping. Yeah. While men were sleeping, his enemy came. That's how the enemy comes. Men are asleep. Mm -hmm. The church is asleep. Mm -hmm. And he sowed tares 
or like weeds among the wheat. The enemy came while men were sleeping and he sowed wheat amongst uh, weeds amongst the wheat, tares amongst the wheat, and he went away. This is what we're seeing right now. Well, you want to know what's going on in the world? The church has been asleep, and while we were sleeping, the enemy has sown the wrong things into this world while men were sleeping. While men were sleeping, the enemy came. Mm-hmm. The devil's plan was to get the church to not be the church. And for two months, the church did not assemble. Do not forsake the assembling of the saints. Command. One of my spiritual fathers said this. He said, if you've got 190 people in your church, you need to figure out if you have 190 people in your church and you have have a limit of 10 people in your services, then you need to find out a way to have 19 services this weekend because men need to assemble. Mm-hmm. Mankind needs to assemble. In order to fulfill the definition of the church, mankind needs to assemble. But what we had was we were finding excuses and the church was sleeping mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you look at what's happened. People have lost their lives. And this is the church's fault. Yeah. For not being the salt and the light. If you go back, you can see uh, times where Brother Hagin talked about times and things that happened in the world. And the Lord spoke to him directly and said, I'm holding the church accountable for this. It's their job to not be asleep, to watch and pray, to watch and pray, to assemble. And as the time gets closer, don't forsake it all the more. All the more. We're closer than we ever have been. While men were sleeping, yep. the enemy came. It's time for an awakening. Now, many of you, hey, Pastor Amos, I love you. It's time for an awakening. Yes. It's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. Many of you have been watching and you know, but for those who may not know, listen, please share the broadcast right now. We need an awakening yeah. in our world right yes. now, and we're getting ready to see it. And if you haven't heard this, I want to give this to you. Uh, just Pastor Amos is on here. Uh, he's from Nigeria. I just got back from there a couple of months ago, right before the lockdown. I was over there ministering. The power of God moved mightily over there. Many people committed to Christ and came to the Lord. Here's what I want you to see. That as we were there, as we were coming back, I got back home. I was about to preach on Sunday morning. And uh, on Sunday morning, I woke up, and as I came to myself and I woke up that morning, the Lord spoke to me heavily in my spirit. It's time for an awakening. And that's how he said, I mean, it boomed inside my spirit. It's time. I mean, if I could see it in pictures and in words, I saw the word it's, and then I saw time in all caps. It's time. Time was like really big. Time for an awakening. That means the time right yeah. now, not tomorrow, right. not next week, not yeah. next month. It's time yeah. for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. And uh, so I got into service. I had a message that morning, but obviously when you get a word that strong, it, it comes out and it came out that morning. I preached on it. And then uh, two days later, hey, Pastor Enza, love you so much. And hey, Pastor Enzo, I want to tell you, 
I'm, will you tell Pastor Downing I need to talk to him. The Lord brought him up to me this morning, and I look forward to it. Nothing specific, but we love you so very much. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Um, so I preached on it's time for an awakening, and I didn't know it, but a month and a half before that, Barrett had been in prayer. Here we have prayer every morning uh, at the church from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., and she had been in prayer and seen a vision and uh, when, I, when I listened to that vision that she had given me, I didn't hear it because I was gone over there and it got pushed up between a bunch of messages, but I was reviewing and clearing all my messages from being gone, and I heard it, and she told the story of a vision that she saw. I'd like for her to share it right now. So what I saw was it was Jesus and I looking at the world, and there was this thing that looked like an egg, and it cracked open over the top of the earth and as it cracked open this dark substance covered the earth from the top all the way down to the bottom and it was dark and thick looking and as soon as it covered from the top of the earth down to the bottom as soon as every inch of the earth was covered in darkness Jesus took one lit match and he threw it and he threw it into yeah. what looks like the eastern seaboard of the United States and as soon as that match hit the earth immediately the entire world was lit up up with the fire of God. In a moment, everything changed with the fire of God. And what I was seeing immediately pulled back and I was in the throne room with Jesus and Jesus stood up off of his throne and he said, it's time. It's time. It's time for an awakening. Hey, uh, Pastor Adesita, good to see you. I've been thinking about you and praying for you. Also, Pastor Amos, if you're still on here, uh, the Lord has put the pastor at Growing Missiles Church there. I need to talk to him. I need to get in touch with him. If you can get me uh, his number, that would be great on WhatsApp or whatever. The Lord's been putting him on my heart. Pastor uh, Wale, uh, it's so good to see you. I was, I was actually praying for you uh, this weekend multiple times. The Lord's brought you up to me, and I just want you to know... Uh, it's time for an awakening in Nigeria. Yeah. It's time yeah. for an awakening in South Carolina, Pastor Enza. It's time for an awakening in North Carolina. Yeah. It's time for an awakening yeah. all over the world. Yeah. It's time for the church to be the church. Yeah. It's time for the salt to be the salt. For the light to be the light. It's time for the believers to be believers. Yeah. It's time for the fruit bearers to bear some fruit. Yeah. It's time for an awakening. A great awakening, awakening of God. And this is not a warfare against people. It's a warfare against the kingdom of darkness that shall be one. That shall be one. Yeah. That shall be one. Yeah. Drop it in the comments right now. It's Time yeah. for an awakening. And here's the thing. We've got to be who God's called us to be and stop holding back. We've got to wake up and bear fruit. Every believer to put on the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. We've got to put on the fruit of the Spirit. We've got to put on the power of God. Supernatural revelation. Win souls and make disciples and have intimacy with God. Yeah. It's 
time for an awakening yeah. in the church. And when the church awakens, the blessing of God is flooding the yeah. earth. It will catch the earth on fire. Yeah. And the blessing of God will be poured out yes. unto all mankind. The Bible says the good news is that through us, all the nations will be blessed. Through us, all the nations will be blessed. All the people groups will be blessed. It's time for an awakening. It's time to wake up. It's time to be who God's called us to be and not make excuses because while we sleep, the enemy comes and it's time for the enemy to have no entrance. It's time for the enemy to have no interest. And the enemy has one thing. Time he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And what you see happening on the streets of America and the streets all over the world, what you have all over the world right now is you have the enemy sowing seeds yeah. and the seeds of God not being spread because the church has not been the church. It's not assembled. The church has, has not preached the power of God. Yeah. But it's time to wake up. Yeah. It's time to wake up. You know, I, I saw, you know, last week we had um, the death of George Floyd. And the literally, I want you to see that. I want you to see something. Obviously, the pose that you see the picture of, you see this this officer with his knee on his neck. You need to hear this. Just this morning, I saw pictures. I believe it was in Paris. There's an officer there with another uh, colored man, another man of color, and a white officer with his knee on his neck in the exact same pose. Do you think this stuff just happens? Everybody all over the world is like, if anything you're going to do, don't do that right now. And yet, this is what he's doing. This is, it's, the devil is sowing seeds. The devil is sowing seeds. The devil is sowing seeds to steal, kill, and destroy. We have to see that every good and perfect gift comes from God. God wants, God does not want George Floyd to die. No. He doesn't want he doesn't want people to die. No one. He wants no one to be lost. He wants to save them. He wants to give them life to the full to in in abundance. He wants them to overflow with life. It's time for an awakening. But the devil wants to he wants to sow the seeds of anarchy, sow the seeds of evil. If God wants to sow nothing but good and perfect gifts, the devil wants to do nothing. He comes only John 10:10 10, 10, to steal, to kill, and to destroy the seeds of destruction. Yeah. We have to understand where the seeds are coming from. Pastor Amos posted it the other day. He said it's not, it's not about a black and white. It's about evil in the heart of man. And man, evil in the heart of man, can take it to a black or white thing. But the root is the corrupted nature mm -hmm. of mankind. Because of the seeds of an evil being who comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. We must see it for what it is. Because if you try to deal with it on a surface level, but you don't deal with the root, it'll just keep coming back over and over and there'll be nothing. It's yeah. like putting a Band-Aid on an arterial wound. It doesn't happen like that. We must, we must, amen, yeah. Pastor, 
Pastor Enzo said he's got his imps out there because the devil's time is about up. He, yeah. he knows his time is short. He's trying to throw everything he's got right now, but he will not win. No. He will not win. Pastor Amos says we uproot the, de- the evil seeds the devil is sowing in our, word, in our world. Amen. It's time for the church to be the church. It's time for the presence of God to be the presence of God. For evil to be eradicated out of people's bodies by the healing power of God. For the love of God to manifest. What I love seeing too is amongst all these crazy things that we've seen and evil that's happening, there's mankind that has the seed of Jesus planted inside of it. And you also have these moments where people are rising up and you see a a black man loving on a white man and a white man loving on a black man. And all of a sudden you see the love of God passing through this. You see them kneeling together in prayer. You see them passing the love of God. God is winning. The devil knows it. Yeah. He's trying to convince us that God's not winning. He's winning. He's winning. Because one of the biggest points of winning right now is that the church is waking up. Because it's time for an awakening. Mm -hmm. It's time for an awakening. What's going on is the church has been asleep. The church has been asleep. But it's waking up now. I'm talking to people that are hearing the call. They're hearing the alarm clock of God. Lord, wake me up. We have to understand that as much as we think we've been awake before now, I promise you, I do not feel like I'm fully awake. And I, Lord, help me to see clearly and to wake up even more. Help me to be everything you've called me to be. Because, see, if we're, not, if we're not walking out the fullness of the power of God and doing the greater works of Jesus, we're not fully awake yet. I've done a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things. But I haven't even seen all the things that Jesus has seen. And if I'm not walking in it, I know by his word, by the scripture, I'm not fully awake yet. But I'm waking up. Will you wake up with me and yeah. be the salt and the light that we're called yeah. to be? Will you wake up? Will you wake up? Y'all got anything? Uh, is, I was listening to uh, Pastor Tracy Harris's first message um, uh, from last week. And one of the things you were talking about, just like with the power, uh, it's funny. I, I always take notes in my notebook, but for some reason I didn't have my notebook, so I put it on, and now I have it on my phone. But, um, that's the way the Lord works. That's true. Um, but one of the things he said is there's a difference between words that excite people's minds and words that drive demons off their lives and heal them from disease. They come from two different realms. And he was talking about the soul realm and the spirit realm. Yeah. And how, like, when we wake up... Say that again slowly. There's a difference between words that excite people's minds and words that drive demons out of their lives and heal them from disease. They come from two different realms. Mm -hmm. So you may, you may not know exactly uh, or sense everything that's here, but see, even as I'm speaking this, as I'm speaking today, the anointing is yeah. sitting here. These guys can attest to that. Mm-hmm. It's, we're not talking about a mic drop moment. We're not talking about a tweetable you know, clip or, or a you know, quote. 
We're not talking about that. We're talking about a supernatural power of God. A supernatural speaking from the realm of the supernatural of God. And all of a sudden, life is birthed. Devils are driven out. Sickness and disease is driven out of a body. Poverty is broken over somebody's. We're not talking, this, this is an awake fruit, not an asleep fruit. I'm, I am so sick of, of tweetable moments and mic drop moments in services. And even if they're good, I mean, I like, I like having good revelation too. But when you move to the place where you think your knowledge is what makes you good and not the anointing, yeah. it's the anointing that breaks mm-hmm. the yoke, yeah. not the tweet. It's the power of God that breaks the yoke, not the Instagram video. If that Instagram video doesn't have the anointing on it, it is worthless. It is worthless. The word says you'll you'll be held accountable for every idle word. That word there means that it doesn't produce fruit. Every word we speak that doesn't produce fruit, we're called to produce fruit. It's time for an awakening, yeah. it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time for an awakening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. You have to make it personal for you. Yeah. I, can, I can say it every day of my life, but until you grab a hold of that word for yourself and you say, it's time for me to wake up. Yeah. It's time for me to fast and pray. I, I just this week somebody fasted for the first time uh, with you know full food fast and everything, and they by the four or five days into it they sent me a note and they said, "Man, this is awesome! I, this is great! And I was I was fearful over this thing, and now it's awesome. God is opening up so much. Yeah. I'm seeing things so clearly. It, it's." It's time for us to wake up and put our money where our mouth yeah. is. It's time for the rubber to meet the road and get moving down the road. Stop sitting there revving your engine with your tweets. Well, why do people hit the snooze button? It's because they think they have more time to sleep. They think that the time is already there. That's good. And, you know, I, was ta- I had the opportunity to preach at youth last night. And what ended up coming out is, you know, the prophecies, every prophecy that's kept Jesus from like that he has to fulfill to come back they're all done anything that would ever hold him from coming it's already fulfilled he could come back anytime 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 Anytime. there's a prophecy that talks about how the generation that's israel restored will not depart from the earth like there will still be people on the earth that were alive when israel became a nation again that will see jesus come back that's the 50 years from now like before like the person that last person if they were born on that year there's like 50 years left until they come tops tops which means at the most before Jesus could come back. The most yes. is 50 years. The most. There's no more time left. 
to hit that snooze button. That's we don't right. have the luxury of it anymore. There's not extra time. It's mm -hmm. not extra days. It's now, right now is that decision. It's right now. Yes. You don't have that extra hour. You don't have that extra day. It's right now. He could come three hours from now. Yes. He could come two minutes from now. What are you going to do with that two minutes? What are you going to do with that day, that year, those 50 years? What's your life yeah. going to be? What are you going to do? The time of luxury is over. That time is dead. It's gone. It's so far gone. We are on borrowed grace filled grace yeah. given time. God gave it to us because his will is that we become those ministers of reconciliation. Those people that are in Walmart right now that have no clue how much God loves them. Yeah. There we're here because God gave us this extra time. That's why we're still here because people need him. People need him and we're those people to connect that dot to be the bridge yes. bridging the gap between the father and his children the same way that Jesus did it that's our job that's why we're here what are we doing with that time are we going to sleep it through are we going to Netflix binge every single minute of it? Or are we going to be the hands yeah. and feet of Jesus, make eternal decisions, make quality decisions that are kingdom-based, and be the men and women of God that we're called to be? I want to give you something that the Lord gave me uh, just a, a few years ago, and it has challenged me every time I think about it. But starting out with what we said at the beginning, when you go into John 15, Jesus says this, Basically, if you are not bearing fruit, you are not doing what I say, and I'm not the Lord of your life. You can say you're a believer, you can say you're going to heaven, but if fruit is not in manifestation in your life, you're not. Yeah. You're not. Because the fruit of belief is the fruit of the Word of God. You are in intimate fellowship with God. You're winning souls and making disciples. You have supernatural revelation, supernatural power, and you're walking in the fruit of the Spirit. If you're not carrying all five of those, you need to challenge yourself. And Because he says so clearly in John 15, I will remove you. Yeah. I will remove you. And so this is the thing. We think that we have time to still hang out and do all of our luxuries. And if we're a believer, then we recognize this is a vapor of time. The life we have on earth is a vapor compared to eternity. And eternity is where we receive the awards and rewards of God. And it's not here. All You receive some here, but nothing compared to the multiplication of eternity. Everything is about who yeah. we take with us while we're here on this earth. Everything is about souls. It's all about souls. Even your intimacy is about souls. Because all of the stuff that he wants you to have and bless you with, he could bless you with in heaven. The reason you're here is to win souls. And if we're not having the fruit of God in our lives, then we are rejecting the command of God to produce fruit. He's not our Lord. You have to see this. And so the Lord said this to me. He said, he said, many people will get in heaven and they'll stand in front of me. And they may even have heaven as a reward. They know me. They're going to heaven. They'll be with me for eternity. But they'll be, they are judged. And they're not judged based off of their sin. They're judged. Uh, Jesus has already taken the judgment of their sin. 
But there's a judgment based off of the things that they did in obedience to God. And, there, and the Lord showed me this some years ago. He said, you're going to stand in front of me and you're going to wish that you had more to offer me from what you did here on this earth. And we don't realize it, that we are minutes away from going to be with Jesus and we'll be standing in front of him. And you have to ask yourself, do I have every bit of fruit that I really want to present to Jesus in, this, in that moment? Or am I playing games? Yeah. Am I playing games? This time is everything else that God wants to do in our lives, he could do in heaven. We could have intimacy with heaven. He could teach us in heaven, give us supernatural revelation. We could move in the power of God, uh, being around him in heaven. We could walk more in the fruit of the spirit in heaven. Everything has to do with we are here for one reason. Yeah. All of that goes to the more we walk in it, the more uh, yeah. we will actually walk in winning souls and making disciples. Pastor Amos just put up a quote. Soul winning is our supreme task. Archbishop Benson Itahosa, a man who changed a whole nation and millions know Jesus because of that man that he just quoted, moved in the power of God. One, one time... One time, the person asked uh, to be healed by him. He, he, is, he was really tired. He was like, I just don't even feel like praying right now. They said, don't worry about it. I, they said, I'll, they'll just lay down in his path. He didn't even feel like praying. He, all he did, the person said, I'll just get in your way. And Archbishop Benson Itahosa stepped over his body, and the he, guy was healed. That's the power of God. He stepped over his body and was healed like Peter. The shadow passes. These are simply believers. Believers that said, Lord, I'll go. I'll wake up for you. It's time for an awakening and for us to not be about soul winning. For us to not be about the fruit that the Bible lays out. We are not giving ourselves to the Lord. And Jesus is not our Lord that day that we're not producing fruit. Because we have to understand, it's all about fruit. We've not made them. And he says, many, right in that same area, many will say to me, Lord, Lord. And he'll say, I, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. Jesus was powerful because he only said what he heard the Father say. And he only did what he saw the Father do. Are we doing what we see the Father do? Or is it all about our life, you know, our family, our vacation, our retirement? Right. We're going to quickly. It could be today. Yeah. It could be today. Jesus is coming soon. Yeah. It could be today. It could be today yeah. that we find ourselves in front of Christ. And, and it's now the time to present him the crowns that we've won on the earth by winning souls and making disciples and, and giving him our lives. And we have not much to give them. Here's what the Lord said. He said, when you find yourself in front of me, you're going to wish that you had the world to give to me. And many people are not going to have much to give. And they'll be with me, but they're going to be so sad because they weren't prepared to give me what I deserved. Yeah. It's time for an awakening. What's going on in the world is the church that is the called out citizens of God to assemble has not been the church. 
There's not been assembly. But even before that, even before that, we'd check the box of church, but we wouldn't be in intimacy with God throughout our day, hour, every hour of the day, every minute of the day. There was not fellowship with God. I've been guilty of this too. We wouldn't take responsibility to produce the fruit of God in our lives, to win souls, to make disciples, you know. Well, I, I took somebody to church and they, they came to the Lord. That is, that is great. But what about the responsibility to learn how to win a soul yourself? And go, go compel them to come to the Lord. The Bible tells us, compel them. We have to take responsibility for this fruit. Jesus deserves it. The church has not taken the responsibility of being the salt and the light. It's time for an awakening. It's time to carry the power of God. It's time to carry the supernatural revelation of God. It's time to actually put on the fruit of the Spirit and, and quit just listing it. Mm-hmm. You know, quit listing it. Yeah. Hey, Roderick, good to see you over on YouTube. It's time to quit, you know, talking about intimacy with God, but we really haven't talked to him. Look, without Jesus, without Jesus and under the curse, Enoch walked and talked with God so much that God took him. We have Jesus. What's our excuse? We should be in so much intimacy with the Father every minute of every day. We've got the doorway open to us through Jesus Christ. He says that God so loved uh, the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have, hear this, eternal life. And then over a few chapters later, that was John 3, John 17, 3, it says this. This is eternal life that you may know the father and the son, that you may know him in intimate fellowship. This fruit we must take responsibility for. If I never said anything to Nicole, if I didn't spend time with her, if I didn't set aside time for just her and I, oh, she would not be very happy with me in terms of relationship. She would not be very happy with me. Pastor Amos, I love you too. But if I set aside time, oh, the fellowship and the intimacy is so beautiful. It's God-given. It's heaven-sent. It's the same way with God. Are we taking responsibility or are we filling up our time with all these spiritual junk food moments? Yeah. All these spiritual junk food moments. How hungry are we for the things of God? Yeah. The church must take responsibility. Stop snoozing mm-hmm. on time that we're stealing mm-hmm. from eternity. Mm-hmm. See, it's not just borrowed time that we can repay. It's time we'll never get back. Yeah. We've got to stop hitting the snooze button. It's time for an awakening. Yeah. It's time for an awakening. If you feel that hitting your soul right now, if you feel that hitting your spirit, man, I want you to put in the comments and make it personal. It's time for me to awaken. Put it in the comments. Make it real. Make a commitment to it today. It's time for me to awaken, and I will wake up now. It's time for me to awaken, and I will wake up now. 
It's time for me to awaken, and I wake up now. Confess it. Commit yourself to it. It's time for me to awaken, and I will wake up now. We must be bearers of the fruit of God. We must be bearers of the fruit of God. What will happen is the people that actually listen to this, the people that actually do this, they will start to produce fruit. God will empower them. He'll even give them the strength to do it. They'll start to produce fruit. And the world around them will start to turn to light. It'll go from darkness to light. And we'll see that vision that Barrett saw. We'll see the whole earth caught with his fire. It's getting ready to happen. The question is, who's going to be a part of the light? Who's going to be a part of the lighting up? Who's going to be the part of it? And the people that say, I will wake up and I will wake up now, right in that moment, God will say, oh, you're going to wake up and and the power will come. Oh, you're going to wake up and the power of God will flood in your life and he'll give you the supernatural grace, supernatural empowerment to deny all ungodliness, move into godliness and fruit will start to hang on your tree of life. And the light of God will shine around you and you will be the salt, the preserving factor in the area of your life, in the sphere of where God's called you to and planted you. You will produce the fruit of God. That's who I'm talking to. God will empower you to pray. He'll empower you to fast. You don't have to pull it all out of your own self. He, you just give, make your heart a sower of yeah. the things of God. And the empowerment of God yeah. will drop into your spirit. And you'll be empowered to fast supernaturally. You'll be empowered to pray like you've never prayed before. You'll be empowered to learn things about this word and win souls and make disciples. You'll see things like never before. You'll get revelation. I see people chasing after knowledge. But what you need is supernatural revelation from God. And the Holy Ghost will open it up. He'll be your teacher. All you do is you turn your heart to be a sower. Lord, I want to sow myself and wake up today. And God will meet you at that time. And all of a sudden, you'll see right around where you are, it'll go from darkness to light. Darkness to light. Darkness to light. When we were in a service there in, in Nigeria at Pastor Adesita's church, we were sitting there, Pastor Amos was there. He can verify this. I'm sitting there, I don't, I, I, the power of God was flowing. It was just so powerful, just right from the beginning. The Lord highlights a young man to me. I call him up. I see, that, I, I see by the Spirit the anointing is touching him. The Lord told me, call him up now. It's at the beginning of the service. I hadn't preached for a while. Beginning of the service. I start prophesying over him. I have a word for him. And I say, I see you struggling between two different things. And you're not going to struggle anymore. You're going you're gonna to see that Jesus has all the answers you've been looking for. You've been, you, you're going to see Jesus move in your life. And the struggle is over. I had no idea. That man was sitting. He was like on the fourth or fifth row. And there was... You know, 30 or 40 rows, like 500 people at least in that building. I pick him out and come up there. I had no idea he was a Muslim man. 
that was struggling and trying to choose right then between uh, Islam and Christianity and, and God picked him out. Supernatural revelation and that word broke off him. I started praying for him. The power of God hit him. He shook. He fell out on the floor and the pastor leans over to Pastor Amos. Yep, there, see? The young man was a Muslim. Hey, the pastor leans over and tells Pastor Amos, he said, he said, Pastor Brian had no idea that guy was a Muslim. He's not a part of the church. And he's exactly going through what he just said. Supernatural revelation that immediately breaks the man free. It's the power of God. That's not just for me, Pastor Brian. That's for every person to walk in, every person I'm talking to. God will fill up believers. They will walk in supernatural revelation. He will share his wisdom with you. Amen. He was filled with the Holy Ghost that day. <laughs> he went from being in a place of decision to being saved, born again, power of God touched him, he, and filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the love of God. And, and I'll tell you, when the love of God touches your life, it's like you just become free. It's like the weight falls yeah. off of your life, and you just feel free. Mm -hmm. it's, the love of God is so awesome. That's what he wants to get to every person. Yeah. What's going on in the world? The church has been asleep. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while his, his men, while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. The church has been sleeping. Not everybody, but as a whole. Around the world. But it's time to wake up. Yeah. It's time for an awakening. We will be the people that awaken yeah. and bear the fruit of God. I want you to pray with me right now. And then I'll pray for you. Say, Father, Father right, now, right now, I give you me. I give you me. Jesus. You are the Lord of my life. Everything you tell me to do, everything you show me to do, I will do it. I will not hold back. I will not make excuses for it. I will do it. Let that hit bottom. I'll do it. I will be who you've called me to be. I will be who you've called me from to this be day forward. from this day forward. No matter how big or how small. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I believe. You died for me. That you died for me. You took my sin. You took my, my sin, mess. My mess. On your on your body. On your body. And I believe. And I believe that God brought you back to life. That God brought you back to life. And when he raised you up out of that grave. And when he raised you up out of that grave. He didn't leave me in that place of death. He didn't leave me in that place of death. But I also was raised with Christ. But I was also raised with Christ. And seated with him. And seated with him. In heavenly places. In heavenly places. In the place of victory. In the place of victory. And the place of authority. In the place of authority. With Jesus. With Jesus. And now I abide with Jesus. And now I I abide and I Jesus. abide with the Father. And I abide with the Father. And they abide with me. And they abide with me. And in them. And in them. And in Jesus. And in Jesus. I have life to the full. I have life to the full. If there's any sickness in me. If there's any sickness in me. It's kicked out. It's kicked out. If there's any poverty. 
that there's been any poverty. It's kicked out. It's kicked out. It's eradicated. It's eradicated. Erased. Erased. Supernaturally. Supernaturally. If there's any depression, any depression it falls off of me now, falls off of me now because, I'm abiding in Christ. because I'm abiding in Christ. In Him I live. In Him I live. And I have life to the full. And I have life to the full. Till it overflows. Till it overflows. In Him I move. In Him I move. I know where to go. I know where to go. And I'm empowered to get there. And I'm empowered to get there. And in Him I have my being. And in Him I have my being. Everything that needs to come into being. Everything that needs to come into being. As I'm in Him. As I'm in Him. It manifests. It manifests. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, I ask you. Jesus, I ask you. Fill me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Ghost. Baptize me. Baptize me. With the Holy Spirit with and the Holy fire. Spirit and fire. That I might be changed. That I might be changed. Forever. Forever. And empowered. And empowered. Forever. Forever. To be your witness. To be your witness. I commit myself this day. I commit myself to this bear day. the fruit of God. To bear the fruit of God. I commit myself this day. I commit myself this day. To bear the fruit of intimate fellowship. To bear the fruit of intimate fellowship with the Father. With the Father. I commit myself this day. I commit myself this to day. bear the fruit of to winning bear the souls. Fruit of winning souls. And making disciples. And making disciples. I commit this day. I commit this day. To bear the fruit. To bear the fruit. To study to show myself approved. To study to show myself And receive approved, supernatural revelation. And receive supernatural revelation. That brings freedom to people. That brings freedom. To I commit people. myself this day. I commit. To bear, the fruit to bear the fruit of supernatural power. Of supernatural power. Not a kingdom of words only. Not a kingdom of words but only. A power. But a power. I commit myself this day. I commit myself to this bear day. the fruit of the Spirit. To bear the fruit of the Spirit. Love, Love joy, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, patience. All the fruit of the Spirit. All the fruit of the Spirit. Father, right now, every commitment that you've heard, with the seriousness that they prayed in their heart, Lord, seal it in them so that their lives will never be the same from this day forward. From this day forward, they will be motivated by your love and your love only, and they would be empowered by your Holy Ghost and that your angels would help them in every way, Lord. Thank you, Father, for bringing us the wisdom and the revelation and the power to move in everything that you have for us. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We give you all of the glory and we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. Lord, bring your anointing to break every yoke. Lord, let us awaken today and never hit the snooze button again in our lives. And Father, let our lives be filled with fruit that we might win the crowns that we will so much long to present at the feet of Jesus. Let us not be without fruit to present to him. Lord, let us hear from you and be obedient. Lord, success is not mere numbers alone, but it's numbers in obedience to what you've told us to do. Let us do only what we see the Father doing and say only what we hear him say. Let us hear our call and hear our destiny and be empowered to walk it out, to run our race and win. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we love you and we thank you. Amen. Pastor David, I love you. It's so good to see you. Hallelujah.
Georgetown. We're just talking about you. <laughs> Do we get to see you this month? I hope so. Down in Texarkana. We love you so very much. If you prayed that prayer today, if something changed inside of you and you know it, I want, we want to hear from you. Send yeah. us a message. You can put it on here or you can send us a private message. We want to keep you in prayer. We want to keep you in prayer. You can go over to uh, whatsright.com if somebody can put that in there, whatsright.com. And uh, you can sign up. You can say, hey, I want to hear about what you are up to. And uh, we'll also, as, you, as your name is there, we'll be lifting you up. We'll be lifting you up in prayer and yeah. uh, keeping, you, keeping you covered in prayer and seeking the Lord for you in your life. And we want to see the anointing of God pour out in you. Rachel, we love you and miss you too so very much. Thank you, Abigail, for putting that link up there. You're welcome to go there and stay connected. Today, you know... What's going on in the world? For the most part, for the most part, not every part, but for the most part, the church has been asleep, and while we were asleep, the enemy came and sowed tares, sowed weeds amongst the wheat, amongst the fruitfulness of God. And it's time to awaken. Take that charge today. Let it be an alarm clock that you don't hit the snooze button on. And be, take the responsibility of what God's called you to do and be that person. It's simply a heart change. Lord, I'll do it. It's simply telling him, Lord, I'll do it and meaning it with your heart. I'll be who you called me to be. Here I am. Send me. Lord, I'll be the person you can show yourself strong on my behalf. Let me be that person. We love you so very much. We want to see your destiny fulfilled in all of its fullness. We don't want any part of your destiny with God to be left on the table. And so we want to empower you with the words of life so that you can be everything that God's called you to be. We love you. We'll give the opportunity to people if they want to sow into uh, the ministry. They're welcome to sow at any time to give. You don't have to. That's, that's not why we started the broadcast. Lunch Plus, it's not why we did it. We started it because the Lord wanted us to give a word every day that would empower people. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to give on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate like Barrett did before. Thank you all so much for that. And uh, anywhere else uh, in Facebook, you can go to givebc.org. Uh, that actually uh, costs us even less when you give. If you go to givebc.org, it's the easiest way and less fees for the ministry. You're welcome to give. You don't have to. But for anybody that gives, let me just pray blessing. Lord, we receive it for your gospel and for your namesake. And your word says in Mark chapter 10, if anybody gives for the gospel or your namesake, that you will return it to them 100-fold, you'll get a return, 100% of their return back into their hands. Lord, right now, let it be multiplied. Let everything that they give by their heart, let it be given, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in their lives. Father, multiply it back into their lives. Give them abundance for every good work and abundance for every good deed, according to 2 Corinthians 9. Father, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. Thank you for them. Thank you, Lord, that you put us in this race together. Yeah. We praise you for it, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We love you. You have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow at noon, lunch plus. Is there anything else I'm missing? Thank you, Kevin, for that uh, seed. Thank you for that gift. That's awesome. You've talked about Pastor Tracy some. If you are interested, oh, yes. uh, 
about yes. Pastor Tracy. He's going to be in South Carolina uh, this coming Sunday through Wednesday. We. It's a ministry friend of ours, Pastor Eddie Smith, down in yes. Jefferson, South Carolina. If you have any questions about that, just send us a message, send me a message, and I will be happy to get you all those details. But he's going to be here soon. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you what, that's going to be some awesome, awesome meetings. And uh, Pastor Tracy is the real deal. <laughs> he is the real deal. I didn't know it when I first met him. I was wondering. But I found out he is the real deal, and he flows in the power of God, and I've watched it many times now. Supernatural. And we so. love Pastor Eddie's church. Oh, Very Pastor sweet. Eddie Smith in like Jefferson, another... South Carolina, Faith Family Church. It's like a part of the family. It, it's, yeah. it feels like an extension of us. They yeah. are such good. If you're anywhere close, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this coming week, get there. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. And uh, we can get you those details. So yeah. we love you so much. Uh, Randy says, God bless you. We love you. I saw you right up there earlier, Randy, uh, that you're waking up now. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, so many people wrote that. I saw hers specifically. Uh, Pastor Amos, he said, amen. And he said, more grace and anointing. Pastor Amos, we receive it. Amen. And uh, I've been watching you. Let me tell you, uh, Pastor Amos, I have not seen everything that you put out. But I have watched, and even as I've moved past a video that you've done, I have sensed the anointing on it instantly, I'm multiple times. And that does not happen with everybody. But I, it was very evident to me. I wanted you to know that. I sensed the anointing heavily on it. And uh, Rebecca Beard said, love y'all. We love you too. We love everybody uh, that's watching this and even people that aren't. <laughs> we love you even if you're not and uh, we really want the best for your life and uh, even our enemies we want the best for, yeah. for their life that's the thing we truly want the best for your life and we'll lay down our lives for yeah. it and that's what we're doing yeah. so amen have a great day we'll see you tomorrow at noon alright anything else buddy alright love y'all bye bye, bye.